Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I am Eric Garrison. And today we're joined by Haider Ali, a graduate student of business analytics in the Mason School of Business. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so excited. And we're going to be talking about the Nod app today, which is a new resource that we have available for our campus community and NOD is an app that uses science-backed skill-building challenges and exercises to help students and staff and faculty to build these skill sets to facilitate social connections. There's some research coming out now that this current generation is among the loneliest that we've ever seen. And there's a big difference between loneliness and being alone. Yes, yes. You know, being alone typically is a choice. You know, I choose to be alone or I need some alone time or I'm tired of being alone. I'd like to step out. Loneliness can be felt with or without people present. So you could be in New York City and still feel loneliness. You could also be on the top of a mountain all by yourself and feel loneliness. So again, it's it, it's the approach and it's also the internal feeling. You know, is it by choice? Is it something that, that also happened to you or that you feel is happening to you? And then with the layer of the pandemic that we're experiencing right now, it just adds to it, especially when people come to, you know, a university hoping for social connections, when faculty and staff are not having those water cooler talks or conversations like you and I sometimes have with an open door policy, that we start to feel that loneliness. Or when we are also so dedicated to helping others and wondering, okay, when is someone going to help me? That can also add to loneliness, too. Heider, as a student, how have you maintained your sense of connectedness with your community? So one of the advantages I had was that I'm living on campus. So I had a few other students who are living in the same grad place that I am and in the same program that I am as well. So that kind of helps out with being able to meet after class, you know, do homework together, study together and just hang out. And so that's definitely helped a lot because I know that majority of the people in our program are living off campus and some of them are definitely struggling on finding like people to interact with and that kind of stuff. And you're a grad student in a one-year program. So... As you came into this transition, did you have a strategy for establishing those connections coming into this new environment? Mm. Uh, I did, actually. <laughs> so back, I mean, when I was an undergrad, I was pretty much an alone person. Like, I was just obsessed with the stuff that I was doing and so didn't really focus too much on building too many friendships and that kind of stuff. And so when I came here this time, I knew that I definitely needed to make those connections, especially when it came to, like, professional work, that kind of stuff. And so one of the things I was I was trying to do my best was reaching out to everyone, saying hi, introduce myself, which is something that I normally don't do. I'm not very comfortable at like just reaching out to someone individually and talk to them, but this time I kind of had to force myself to do that. And yeah, I basically just reached out to people and then, you know, would ask them to hang out and that kind of stuff. That's you knocking the ball into their court. How was that received on their end? Most, some of them were uh, happy about that because, you know, they all basically wanted to make these connections because we're 75 people in the program. It would definitely help to know some other people. And so, yeah, a lot of people were happy about like, oh, because I would sometimes just put in the message like, hey, we're going to go grab food or something. Would anyone want to join? Some people would show up, some wouldn't. But the whole point is to just put it out there and see how many people will actually want to interact with others. And that's a big basis of this app that gets people away from that myth of magical friendship. It's not something that just happens. It's placing that energy and intention and really working and reaching out to create and establish those connections with other folks. So now we're going to go on ahead and download the app and do a bit of an unboxing, if you will, start exploring the features of what's available on Nod. 
You can access the Nod app on the App Store or Google Play. And so everyone with a William & Mary user ID can log in with that information. We're all putting it on our phones now. And the whole idea behind this too is that the sense of loneliness on campus, it starts to lead to some other issues. It's not just loneliness, right? It starts to lead to people trying to manage that in unhealthy ways. I think, you know, where they go into that piece of trying to cope, you know, immediately mm-hmm. versus that self-care piece. And I think that's where friendships and relationships do come into play, where a professor can help with that self-care or faculty staff or, you know, as we heard, other students who are dealing with those issues can come into that self-care piece where we're not just, you know, bathing in our loneliness. We, we realize there's a way out. Got that sense of connection. All right, so up first, we're going to be ranking our goals. Okay, so it says rank your goals to customize the ideas you see, build my network, connect over shared interest, expand my social circle, feel more confident, get past the small talk. I think that one's definitely more important for me. Second option would definitely be feel more confident, just because... It's always that small talk that gets me. So if I can be more confident about what I'm saying, maybe it will help things out. Build my network would definitely be third. Connect over share interest four and expand my social circle as five. How are you ranking, Eric? I wanted to see about getting past the small talk. You know, I really think that it's this time, but at the top, I'm ranking feel more confident. I think that we've been in this situation where so much has been out of control And there are those elements where you try to add and direct it. And I really feel like I lost some of my confidence over this Uh, pandemic. uh. When you keep giving these attempts and it's not quite going in the direction that you want it to. Now I'm going back and looking at some of these other topics. Like you had mentioned, Lindsay, feeling more confident. I'm looking through those right now. And some of these are things that, you know, I might have known, but others, it's just like, wow, what a great reframing. You know, to boost your mood, shift your focus to someone you appreciate. So, you know, rather than self-loathing or self-pity, find someone in the universe whom you appreciate and focus your attention on them. And it tells you why. It's really interesting because it just doesn't tell you what to do. It gives you the reasoning and the rationale behind it. So in this case, you know, when you're feeling out of it, we can begin to pull back from other people. Reaching out is one of the best ways, not only to bring ourselves up, but it also helps them as well. I mean, that's a great tip right there. Mm Mm-hmm. What's really interesting, too, is it comes under two different categories. So it'll show you where it's cross-listed. That same tip would fall under gratitude as well as feeling more confident. I definitely like the format of the app. Like, it's very colorful. I like the images. They're funny. And they also kind of give you an idea of, like, what the tip is supposed to be. And you can easily click on to get more of an idea. And it even gives you, like, tips on how to improve on that specific skill, which I really like. What are some of the first tips that you're getting? Strike up a combo using new questions to mix things up. And it actually gives me some questions like, what are you planning to cook? Slash, what's your day been like so far? So something that you could actually take into a social situation Mm -hmm. and initiate a conversation. Yeah. And some of the questions I'm seeing, I've seen elsewhere in parts is like a college admissions essay. Like, you're given the choice of anyone in the world, you know, whom would you want as a dinner guest? But then there's some others in here, like name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common or for what in life do you feel most grateful? I want to go back to that question too, Eric. I I do want to know who you would have as your dinner guest. I have past relatives who I never got to meet and I would just love to ask them, you know, invite them whatever point they were in before they passed just to find out more about my family or, you know, for others. I'm really liking these real life tips. 
I'm seeing the virtual tips, but I'm also really enjoying these real life tips. And I thought I was a good relational person, but now I'm looking at this list of things to ask and say, and it's like, whoa, 36 questions for increasing closeness. What are some standouts? Well, some of them are short, like, you know, find a time when you and your partner have at least 45 minutes free and can meet in person. It's something as simple as that, but it's not, you know, let's take a whole day and do this, but hey, can we just find 45 minutes, not even a full hour. So it's like intentionally saying, hey, you know what, we don't have a full hour for this, or we've got 50-minute classes or something, so what can we squeeze in here? There's definitely a lot of skills in this that like are extremely helpful for students, like how to talk to a professor, upper-level students, professional advice, which I think it's like very relevant, especially for students close to their senior year or grad students specifically. You know, I was thinking too, as Hyder was talking about, you know, life over in the grad complex, you are physically near people. You know, I wonder about our students who are in other time zones. You know, there might be, uh, you know, some of the programs like the EMBA, mm-hmm. you know, the online one where you're only here for like a week every, you know, semester or so. You've got students who are still interacting, but they're now in Juneau, Alaska, or they're at a base, you know, a Navy base in Okinawa or something. These tips in here are even more important to connecting with those who are not physically on our campus right now. Yeah, and I think it's pretty specific, too, with some virtual and the in-person options. And the whole idea behind it is if you don't know where to start, this is a great place to start exploring that. Mm -hmm. And then also from there, it's ideas that you can implement over the long term, start to build that skill set and and use those to uh, engage even after this time has passed. Yeah, I agree. And what I like too is they're not specific to, okay, this is for a VIMS graduate student. It's like it sets up networks based on your grad status or your sophomore status or whatever. So you might be a pre-med major and you might have someone else in that little category of maybe they're an archaeology major or a dance major or something and you get to combine those those pieces for a cross you know academic interaction there find that common ground exactly i really like also um this checking in with yourself element of it setting your mood are you feeling alert or sleepy depressed or ecstatic you know i know it's a busy time for our students right now going through the endless midterm cycle that leads right into the final exam period I don't think we always give ourselves enough time to reflect on that, how we're feeling so much as we're going through that doing piece. And so I like that I can say, yes, I'm feeling very alert, but I'm also very stressed right now. And then I'm setting that mood and I'm getting a few things that I can focus on for myself, like shifting my perspective, how to get back on my feet, turning lemons into lemonade and really shifting that view of downtrodden state to something a little bit more optimistic and knowing that Whatever it is that you're experiencing in that moment isn't necessarily something that's going to be continuing on forever. You have you have the ability to change that and shift that. So you're working through your goals, then you're getting skills based off of the goals that you've established. But then the last piece is this reflection element of it. So once you have put some of these tips into practice, it's making you reflect on a past or future encounter and how do you feel about that situation. So if I am really excited about something that's coming up, it's asking me to celebrate the effort. And I love that. You know, if you are struggling with some confidence issues and and you know it's a little bit harder to put that effort into making that connection than it might be when you're more in a neutral situation, 
I mean, that really is a, a an effort that should be celebrated. So what's good? Self-appreciation is good. Treat yourself to jumps of joy all throughout all the effort you put throughout the day. So what do you think about it, Hyder? I really like it. I, I like the options that are in it. There's like, you can interact with it. You can just read. You can watch videos in it. And I think that's great. I would highly recommend this. Anything that you think you would use? I definitely like the uh, reflection part of mm. it because it, I think it's a nice thing to use at the end of the day. Just reflect on how your day was. And if something was stressing, yeah, definitely use the the built-in functions on how to like make yourself feel better. I agree with that. Because if you're not checking in with yourself consistently, I mean, every day, and getting stuck in the, that pattern of this is how I feel, I love that sense that, you know, that empowerment idea where you can shift those negative emotions in some sense. Yeah, and it's just a short read. Like, it's a couple of sentences. Yes. So you're not reading like a whole paragraph, which I, I personally think it's great for especially, I know my generation has a very short attention span, so you definitely don't want to be reading for, for more than a couple of minutes. It's very economical from that stand. I was afraid that I was going to get into pages and pages of reading, not having seen this. But now, you know, with the three of us sitting here, I'm like, whoa, you know, this is a little bit longer than a tweet. Not as short as like a, a fortune cookie saying, but also I'm not reading some, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning novel either. Just the right amount of attention span. So before we go, though, I do want to say how have, you know, you talked a little bit about that undergraduate experience and how you did place more intentionality on, on making those social connections in your graduate experience. How has that resulted in the biggest difference for you? I have a great group of friends. Uh, we're pretty close and we've been helping each other out when it comes to like resume building, writing cover letters, networking, jobs. It's been great. We, we are literally every single day just like giving each other like points on LinkedIn for different skills, <laughs> which is great. That's awesome. And any advice for some of your peers or undergraduates that might be uh, having a hard time making those connections? I think it doesn't hurt to try. Like what's the worst that could happen? I think that's 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 probably would be my uh, best advice is that don't think about the outcome. Just reach out. Something might good might happen or something might not happen at all. But it doesn't hurt to try. That's great. So I think one of the great things about this from what I'm hearing from all of us is that, you know, this is not strike what you've, you've been doing in the past, but it's more complimentary. So take some of the things that you have been doing, add some of these other pieces in there, and that new synthesis could result in more connection and a reduction in that feeling of loneliness. Yeah. So what a great idea. So happy to uh, do that open box reveal with everybody. Yeah, great way to enrich relationships. So I'd like to thank our guest today, Haider Ali. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. And I'd like to thank my co-host, Lindsay Heck. Always a pleasure, Eric. And I would also like to thank our sponsor, United Healthcare, for the support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Brittany Emmons, Colin Cross, Jenny Hellmandaller, Ben Heath, Daria Moody, and myself, Eric Garrison. 